You're listening to the Hayes Hills Podcast Network. We operate as an extension of Hayes Hills Baptist Church in Buda, Texas, where we seek to bring life-changing hope to an ever-changing people through the unchanging gospel. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can visit hayeshills.com. Our prayer is that this podcast would serve to equip and empower you to live as a follower of Jesus in conjunction with your belonging to a local body of believers. Well, hey, my name is Daniel Naka. I'm the Minister of Music and Creative Arts here at Hayes Hills, and I'm joined by Greg Burney, our student minister. And today we're talking about student ministry. We know that this time period of middle school and high school is extremely crucial in uh, the formation of these students as they look ahead towards adulthood, and it's especially crucial in their spiritual formation. And so we're going to talk about student ministry strategy, how we as a church view student ministry, how we approach it, how we seek to uh, facilitate the discipleship and the growth of these students in, as they uh, navigate their walk with Jesus. And so, especially if you're interested in student ministry, if you're interested in um, what we do and, and our philosophy behind it, then we hope that this would be an awesome resource for you, that um, this conversation will serve to encourage you as we consider how we can best serve these students. All right. Hey, y'all. Well, I'm here with Greg. How you doing, Greg? Going well. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. I'm just chilling. Well, um, I wanted to start with a random icebreaker, so we'll roll with this. If you could be any kitchen tool or any kitchen utensil, what would it be and why? Oh, man. That's, uh, that's a deep philosophical question. Um, I would have to say the air fryer. Oh, okay. Why? Because, man, I used to microwave everything, and it was gross, and the air fryer has saved my life, followed closely by the Instant Pot. Both of those things have made me into a pretend chef. Ah, yes. Well, I'd have to go with, let's see, I should have probably thought about this beforehand, but there. so there's these, like, measuring, um, whatever, like, measuring spoons, you know, we actually got as a wedding present, and they're, like, double-sided and so there's like a really kind of circular side and there's another side that's kind of long and narrow and thin that kind of gets into like small jars easier and they're magnetic. So they stick together. So they're like all really neatly packed together. It's just awesome. It's changed my life. <laughs> Highly recommend it. <laughs> that's nice. We have a random assortment of different sets that are pieces missing. <laughs> yeah. So I probably need to get the link from you for that. Yeah. Um, so, well, we're talking student ministry. What you got for us? Yeah, student student ministry. Uh, I'm guessing most of the people who listen to this uh, have have some idea based on their teenage years what student ministry is. Uh, some of us look back fondly. Some of us maybe not so fondly on those years. I think we all realize the middle school years are uh, very challenging uh, to to be in as a young person. The high school years uh, really go either way for people as well. Um, God called me to student ministry <clears throat> right after high school through the, the mentorship of my youth pastor in high school. Um, <clears throat> and over the last 20 years, as I've been working with different student ministries and trying to figure out how God wants to use me, uh, I feel like we've learned a lot. And when we showed up here at Hayes Hills seven years ago, um, you know, I sat in a room that was pretty full of uh, students all the way from middle school through high school. And 
um, through that first year realized that we really needed a purpose and a plan to drive the discipleship of, discipleship of students forward at Hayes Hills. Um, and today I just, I just want to share with everyone uh, the hows and whys of student ministry at Hayes Hills, why we do the things we do, how we approach students, uh, and hopefully that'll help everyone understand um, how students uh, here at Hayes Hills will will likely be growing closer to Jesus because of the awesome work of our volunteers. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, as we consider our, our ministry strategy, as we consider how we navigate Student ministry, tell us a bit about um, what you've got for us. So the, the mission statement of Hayes Hills is to bring life-changing hope to an ever-changing people through the unchanging gospel. And so when we started thinking through what is student ministry going to look like long-term at Hayes Hills, we, of course, wanted to support that vision and mission given to us by our lead pastor and our elders. Uh, and so what we came up with is that Hayes Hills students, uh, our purpose is to accomplish that mission uh, in student ministry by offering quality and purposeful student discipleship through Bible teaching, small groups, worship, serving, and community. Uh, and so we've used those five bullet points to create what we call our discipleship plan. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's really sweet. Um, I know I'm a big fan of our mission statement, and especially just the focus on, hey, um, we're the, this hope that we're preaching it's it's life-changing it's the unchanging gospel and yet in the midst of that we understand uh, that we navigate the context that we're at and uh, especially in this case as we navigate students as we navigate young folks and how we can best uh, reach them with this um, this life-changing message that is the gospel so tell us about um, about kind of your the, the model, the, the method the, behind how we approach discipleship? So early on in my early years, as uh, I looked in the room on, a say, a Wednesday night during youth group, the first thing that I realized is um, there, there weren't enough adults in the room. There weren't, there weren't people who um, know Jesus, love Jesus, have been through their teenage years and into adulthood and have experienced those challenges to help these young people walk through it. And so um, as we thought about this discipleship plan, um, we really put an emphasis on finding and training adults who would love these students and push them towards Jesus. Uh, and <clears throat> so everything that we do is built on a foundation of our small group ministry. Um, so all five of these pieces, uh, Bible teaching, small groups, obviously, our worship, um, our service, and our community um, are all grounded in the fact that every student has a small group to plug into, an adult who loves them and cares for them, is praying for them, who is reaching out to them, uh, making sure that they know that they are a part of this community that we call Hayes Hill Students. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I know I'm a big fan of small group-based models and just the reality of um, of driving people into tighter and tighter communities. Um, people come into Sunday mornings, into our worship services, and then through that, they're, they're brought into our Bible life and um, through Bible life into even smaller and smaller, tighter-knit um, communities. And so... Um, so yeah, if you'd like to speak into that a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, obviously, um, our biblical teaching um, being at right at the top there, our first bullet point, 
um, obviously even more foundational than small groups is the fact that we want everything we do to be rooted in the scripture um, that we have. Uh, and so we, we teach the word of God regularly on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings. Um, we're looking for, we always look for other opportunities, ways for students to, to dig into God's word. That includes our small group nights that we've held throughout this school year where small groups do Bible study together. Um, our small group framework uh, is, is simply because we've been blessed with uh, a lot of students here. You know, we're, we're averaging right now 50 to 60 students. And as most people can imagine, just a few people can't disciple that many students. And so uh, we're so grateful to have, uh, I think it's 17 adults that are committed, show up every Wednesday night, show up to almost every extra activity we have going on to love these students, be there with their small group. Um, through worship, which obviously you've been a huge part of your last year uh, as you've you've been here at Hayes Hills, Danny, um, just wanting the students to understand um, that worship isn't just music, but music is a, an awesome gift that we've been given as a way to worship our Lord and Savior, uh, building on serving not just uh, one another, although we do that on Wednesday nights, give students opportunities to serve as they show up to youth group in different roles, um, but also to serve uh, the community of believers at Hayes Hills uh, and beyond, um, all for the purpose of building community with one another. Uh, we believe that uh, you can have a lot of fun together and create a club, and we do have a lot of fun. We do a lot of activities that are, are built around fun. We believe that the Lord wants us to have fun, um, but I think community really truly happens on a deeper level, uh, and that's what we're aiming for. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm, I'm a big fan of just all the spaces that we're able to push these kids into, um, that they're able to, um, gather on Wednesday nights. Um, and as you've said with worship, of course, that's a big part of, um, what I do in facilitating the musical worship. And I think it's just awesome that, um, that we're able to teach these kids the, the importance and the value of, uh, what Colossians 3:16 tells us that the message of Christ dwells among us, richly as we teach and admonish one another through psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit. And it's, um, it's sweet for me. I know every Wednesday night to see um, those, those students um, pouring out their hearts to the Lord um, through the, the prayers that we're vocalizing to melodies. And, um, and so that's an encouragement. But then also, um, as you said, the center of it all being biblical truth that we're teaching and the opportunity that they have to listen to a message and uh, to dive deeper into um, those those content that content in small groups. So yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know that goes a long way in building this community of of believers. Um, that is the ministry of Hayes Hill students, uh, seeking for ways to to connect ourselves even deeper uh, with the church that is Hayes Hills. Um, so we're not on an island. Even the worship nights we try to do on, on Sunday nights a few times throughout the year to connect students with the larger church, allowing the student band to, to serve in that way and lead. Um, right down to even just the the fun that we have together, you know, playing, playing games where you have to guess whether or not a picture of an Easter bunny is creepy or not, uh, serves a huge purpose in building community. Um, one of the reasons we have round tables in the high school room um, and middle school room is because we want students to be circled up together where they're facing one another and speaking to one another. Uh, when they play a game, they play as a group at their table so that they're talking amongst one another. Um, we could go on and on and on, but the, the point is that everything we do as a student ministry, whether it seems uh, minuscule because it's a goofy game 
right down to the in-depth Bible studies we have as small groups on Sunday nights from time to time are designed to foster a community where students feel safe enough to be vulnerable um, and can understand scripture well enough to take that step into to taking what is likely their parents' faith when they show up in student ministry as a sixth grader and making it their own, where they learn to live in an authentic, real relationship with Jesus. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so talking about Wednesday nights, which is, of course, a big part of what student ministry looks like, I'd love to um, kind of talk about what a typical Wednesday night looks like, what students can expect, um, what parents can expect. What does that look like? Yeah, Wednesday nights are uh, crucial to the success of student ministry. It's really the bread and butter of the ministry is, is our Wednesday night program. Um, so Wednesday nights uh, start at 645 and we end at 830. It's for 6th through 12th grade. Um, we try to keep Wednesday nights um, of a very similar format from week to week. We found that students don't like to guess about what they're showing up to. They, they like to know what they're walking into from week to week. And we try to keep it really simple because we don't want the program to rule. Um, and so we usually just play a really goofy game, um, you know, guessing whether or not lyrics on a screen are Taylor Swift album or the Book of Lamentations, for instance, <laughs> just silly stuff like that that gets people laughing. Um, you know, we have a lot of banter from the this, this stage uh, with the students and they really enjoy that um, into uh, a time of worship. Uh, a time of, of Bible instruction, usually 25 or so minutes. Um, I'll be teaching from the Bible throughout the year. We do topical things. We spent February talking about uh, dating and relationships where now we're going through the book of Matthew exegetically. And so we, we mix those things up. Um, and then at the end of the night, uh, we break out into our small groups and small groups look pretty different depending on the leader. I think the personality of small group leaders is vital to the success of a small group. And so we give them a lot of freedom. Uh, they have a lot of fun together. Um, sometimes they'll eat a snack together. Sometimes they'll play a game together. Um, but hopefully are having meaningful conversations that's pushing those students closer into that tight-knit community where they know they're loved and they know where to turn and, and who to ask questions to um, in those moments of life where they need that. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, and uh, so you, you mentioned earlier about the adult volunteers that you have as well and just the, the spaces that they're in in those small groups and, um, and the, the resource that they are to the students. Um, I'd love to hear a bit more about um, the role that those volunteers would play um, and even how um, in the future if parents or um, if other adults in the church were interested in serving in those in those spaces what does that look like man our our adults uh, we, we couldn't do anything we do without them and they're fantastic and and the commitment that they make that the time that they spend volunteering uh, we can never take for granted um, so our, our adult volunteers what we ask of them the, the primary way that an adult serves is through small group leadership. Um, not every single one of our adults is a small group leader, but, but most. Uh, and, and what I ask of them is that when they take a small group, they pray for each member of their small group at least three times a week, each member by name, that they reach out to each student at least once a week. And that looks different. You know, middle schoolers 
may not have a cell phone, but most high schoolers do. So a high school small group leader might be just shooting a text uh, saying, hey, you had this prayer request. I just want you to know I'm praying for it. Um, or how'd the basketball game go? That type of thing. Um, and then to just be purposeful in how they approach the students in their small group, seeking to build that relationship into a discipling relationship. We realize that you can't force feed discipleship just because one student ends up in Danny Onaka's small group doesn't magically mean Danny has the authority in that person's life, the respect in that person's life to disciple them. And so we're trying to build those relationships in that community to the point where students love and trust their small group leader and are willing to allow them to speak into their lives. So as we, you know, as we grow, we'll always need more small group leaders. God has blessed us exponentially to where we have always staffed our small groups well. Our middle school small groups are gender-based, so uh, we have we have girls and guys small groups. Our high school small groups, we do co-ed, and that's always a conversation, right? People are always asking, why not split up the guys and the girls there? And if we did that, people would ask uh, why we wouldn't do it the other way. And, and really the reason is uh, we always strive to have married couples lead our high school small groups, and we've been so blessed to always be able to do that. I think high school is such an important age for um, uh, looking forward in life and starting to understand relationships, um, whether it it be looking at romantic relationships or even just building a foundation for um, deeper friendships. It's super important to see married couples who love the Lord and are living for Him as an example. Uh, so that you can you, you can see that that is a thing that is possible for you that that you can strive towards and we've been blessed to be able to do that yeah yeah I think it's it's neat to see um, even going on retreats and stuff like that just seeing the relationships that those small group leaders are able to develop with the students and um, just the awesome opportunities um, that are present and I know, like you said, uh, it, it's awesome the way that the Lord has blessed us, that there are leaders that, um, that are stepping in week after week that are, that are serving in those spaces. Um, but at the same time, I know that um, there, there are times where um, people will need to step up and, and also step into those spaces. But um, it's just sweet to be able to kind of be in the orbit of these students and be able to encourage them, be able to show, hey, this... Um, this walk with Jesus, like it's, it's the real deal. It's not just a Sunday morning thing. It's not just, we show up on Wednesday nights. It's, we live life. We, we, our whole entire life is surrendered towards, uh, towards Jesus. And I think that's a special thing for those students to see. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, I know you, you came to, to faith later in, in high school, right? And, and so you didn't grow up in church like I did when I was growing up in church, one of the hardest things, and, and I grew up in a, a, a great church full of great people, um, but one of the hard things was the, tr- the trend of how people acted at church was that they had it all together, you know, and that they had figured everything out. They didn't let their scars show. They didn't let their struggles show. And our encouragement to our leaders and our approach is always going to be, hey, we're imperfect people, and it's okay if students see that. It's actually healthy if they see that. They see a struggle. They see that we're not perfect. They see that we fail sometimes. Uh, as we build relationships with them, eventually we're probably going to do or say something where we have to apologize uh, because we weren't kind or patient. And I think all of those things help students see I don't have to be perfect 
for Jesus to accept me. Uh, because if we, if we only put our best foot forward all the time, we're telling students that Christianity is only for those who have figured life out. And what we want students to see is, hey, you're living in brokenness, you're dealing with real things, and Jesus cares about that. And we're walking through hard things too. Let's walk together towards the hope of Jesus and, and live in the strength of that together. Yeah, I know. I remember I was having a conversation with um, Scott Dever, one of our pastors on staff, and um, and just a conversation about differences between generations and how uh, people think. And I think one of uh, one of the big things that characterizes uh, Gen Z and even I mean the data is not really in on Gen Alpha, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's similar. But uh, a huge um, a huge thing that's that I see stressed is authenticity um, just because a lot of Gen Z folks have, um, have have grown up in the church and raised in the church and they see that whole like oh Christianity is only for people who have gotten it together but then especially when they see hey these people haven't actually gotten it together I think people can be very sensitive towards um, an, an, an appearance based religion towards um, hypocrisy and towards those sorts of things and so that's why I think it's um, it's crucial that, that we model uh, brokenness well in these students, that we model, hey, like, yeah, we, we've, we sin as well. Like, yes, I have areas of my life where I'm a broken human being that's, um, that stumbles as I'm, I'm chasing after Jesus. I'm going to fail. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to hurt people. Um, but then to see, hey, there's grace in that, that, hey, the, the Lord is at work in my life still despite what a wretched person I am. And that's really the heart of, you know, what Paul talks about in like Romans 7, I do what I do not want. And, and yet in the midst of that, the Lord is our deliverer. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've, I've always believed that if you throw enough money and enough energy, assuming you have enough of both into things, you could, you could pack any building full of teenagers. Um, you could, you could do all kinds of crazy things and give away all kinds of crazy prizes and these types of things. But our, our approach, um, and our, our senior pastor, Aaron Kaler says this all the time, what you win them with is what you win them to. And we, we don't want to be the biggest, coolest youth group in town. We want to have as many students as we can draw into this place, knowing what it means to follow Jesus. And, and that's always going to be our desire. Um, it's funny you bring up Romans 7. I was thinking of Romans 8. You know, we want every student to see that God is working for good for those who love him and call according to his purpose. In a world where nothing seems good on many days, our God is always working for good. Um, and, and that's what we want students to know and believe and grab a hold to is that we serve a good God. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's a huge encouragement especially with where mental health is at um, and just what we see these students struggle with, with as they struggle with social media, with relationships, with um, all these mental health issues, um, that there is hope in Jesus and there is hope in the cross. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that pretty much sums up the hows and whys of student ministry. Obviously, there's a lot of activities and things that we do, which you can always get more info on uh, we send out remind text if you text at hills msm or at hills hsm depending if you're middle school or high school to 81010 you'll get information about things that are coming up 
We'd love to see your students out on Wednesday nights at 6.45. Bible Life, which is our Sunday school time at 9.30 on Sunday mornings during first service. Um, if you have more questions, reach out to me, greg at hayshills.com. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. I'm glad that we could sit down and talk about student ministry. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to the Hayes Hills Podcast Network. Feel free to follow us for more content. And if you'd like to learn more about our church, you can visit us at hayeshills.com.